the Sportsy Show. Uh, welcome to the Sportsy Show. This is Championship commi- Championship Chatter with the Commissioner, uh, Volume 7 of the 2021 Fantasy Season. I am the Commissioner for the League of Enthusiasm, a 10-team redraft, and the Dynasty League, a 10-team Dynasty League, <laughs> obviously, where uh, both of these pretty deep in in the leagues like uh it's over 10 years in loe and we're we got to be approaching 10 years here pretty soon in the dynasty league and with me my uh my two guests this week we have the reigning defending dynasty league champions mrs l the never nudes and we also have the reigning defending league of enthusiasm champion tom and i'm also cursed Yes, yes, he is cursed. He is cursed. The curse is real, gentlemen, and uh, it, it's just a reminder that although some years it, it might skip, it is not seemingly skipping you this year. I, I, I just was looking at the standings, and it says uh, if you go over to percent chance to make the playoffs, I still have an 80% chance, which is higher than the three teams above me. But that's because I've outscored all of them by over 100 points. But I've had like over 100 points scored against me also. Yeah, I I think I've got a very slim chance to make the playoffs. I had another heartbreaking loss this week. I am also going to have to be using the app on my phone to pull up stuff considering uh, normally what I use is the little TV, uh, my iPad. But we are having Tommy... Shy style hot dog heart attacks in both leagues is his team name. And, uh, yeah, we are Skyping him in. So, unfortunately, cannot look at it. So, I have it up on my phone, and we're going to just run down um, week seven for the League of Enthusiasm first. And, uh, okay, so predictions-wise, I went 5-0. and oh, Perfect. And you went 4-1. and one, Pretty close. But we, we are inching closer in our overall predictions uh i am 14 and 16 league of enthusiasm and you are 16 and 14 now yep i'm gonna be holding that lead all year yeah i don't think so but let's do a quick recap of uh week seven for league of enthusiasm i'm gonna start off first with my game the anti-dentites versus your mom loves black chub that is trey's team i had a heartbreaking loss 102.2 to 110.2 and, uh, yeah, that's what happens when Aaron Jones just kind of shits the bed. Odell Beckham sucks at life. Brandon Cooks can't get a quarterback. And, uh, yeah, it's about, uh, oh, Harrison Bucker playing for the Chiefs. They fucking just ate shit. I, I think Trey's got a really good team in LOE, uh, and this was the week to beat him uh, with Chubb out, Wilson out, CeeDee Lamb on a bye, Robinson on a bye. And you just couldn't pull it off. No, yeah, some of my best, uh, my my two better wide receivers that I've been starting all year, Justin Jefferson and Marvin Jones Jr., both on bye last week, week seven. That really fucking hurt me. And then Aaron Jones just like disappearing in a game where they were handedly beating Washington uh, football team all all day. But we'll go next to your game, Tom. A, a real heartbreaking defeat when you would have beaten. What is this? Uh, four other teams this week. You would have beaten both me and Trey, but you lose to Rob Zombies, one hundred and fifty point seven to one hundred and sixteen point seven. 
I'm I'm going to butcher this, but when I was looking at like the projections before the game started, I was projected like 135 and he was projected like 98 or something like that. And I was like, oh, I got this week in the bag. Uh, yeah, no. Mahomes go. Uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase gets 26 points. Mahomes gets has the worst game of his career. Seven and a half points. Uh, yeah, that's rough. What What uh, do you think the issue yeah. is with Mahomes? Uh, I think it's the offensive line. It's all a bunch of rookies and 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 all new, you know, newly jumbled together line. It's the same issue um, that they had during the Super Bowl. Like when you have a, a patched line and you're playing well, yeah, they, teams that are. It, knowing what to expose the, like he just doesn't have the time well i don't do you think it's the talent on the offensive line because like yeah they have rookies but like they traded for orlando brown who's a pro bowler and then they signed they gave what joe thuny a big contract so that's at least two proven veteran guys i get don't, the i get the rookie kyle but. long too but he's still injured yeah, uh, I, I think he's so. just kind of like a a swing patch guy for him at the moment. Even when he gets fully healthy, I, that's all he'll really be. I think. Well, it's I just don't know. Is it like the offensive line's actually that bad, or is it because I had heard something I do after because I had heard something after I think was it week two when they played the Ravens that the way that the Ravens were playing, um, like they were doing something different, and that's why that they were so effective against them. So is it like? teams are kind of figuring out the Chiefs offense or is it just like is it a fixable problem or is it something that they're not going to be able to overcome it is potentially something where it's just they've got enough on film now with Kansas City and they they've found a weakness and they're just exploiting it making Kansas City have to uh you know change their game plan they've got an explosive enough quarterback it's not that Mahomes isn't all of a sudden not good yeah he's out he's super talented it's but if what they were able to do that you know scare the shit out of everyone before if they're not not able to do that and teams can play them differently then does that make them you know a mortal quarterback again and not because for a while it looked like no one was ever going to be able to stop him well the, the other thing with Mahomes and this has been since day one of him being in the league is he came into the league and everyone knew he was a gun like a Brett Favre-esque type player where he he's going to improvise and he's going to find ways to to beat you but that also leads to probably some bad interceptions along the way um i think he kind of took the league by storm early and like you said now they're starting to catch up to him but uh that 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 by no means means he's on the downward slope no yeah he's still gonna he's still gonna be great especially for fantasy and stuff it's i think it was what the chargers a few weeks ago when they were uh down one score with like two minutes left and instead of trying to like march down the field, he you know was pressured, and I remember he just threw something up, and it like it's not like he was he was forcing something. It's he just kind of threw it up, and it got intercepted, and the game was yeah. over. So I don't know if he's I'm, just trying to force it too much. And I'll tell you what, though, there is right now a pretty good chance that I end up keeping Josh Allen over Mahomes. And I mean, why not? Josh Allen in the LOE redraft, hundred percent. Uh, but you know. A part of me is regretting that whole taking Josh Allen first first overall because, uh, you know, now looking back, you see Sean got Lamar Jackson and what with like the first pick in the third round. No, his was it was I think he had either the last or second to last. Then it was um, yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't come back. He was expecting me to take Jackson because I think I was like one pick ahead of him, and I decided to go for a running back so I could have Aaron Jones and. Um, 
I think it was J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I I probably should have taken Zeke Elliott with that number one overall pick, but you know, at Ooh. the same time, I with my same uh, same strategy is is you know, if you have two quarterbacks that can solidly put up twenty five plus points every single week, you have a very good shot of winning every single week. So, and that's where we're gonna. You know, only putting up seven points. Yeah, that's rough. Mm. I mean, it's a little bit better than the next game. We have uh, the Weapon X Project versus Chicago Twisted Maniacs. This is Jake versus Brad. Brad uh, got unlucky because he's only down by like 21 points in this game. And that's that's a decent amount, right? But if you have a quarterback that's actually going to be able to play the game, you stand a lot better of a chance. Because he ended up having to start Trey Lance. He he doesn't have another quarterback outside of Trey Lance, Tom Brady, and Trevor Lawrence. So with going two rookies, that really hurt him. Uh, Losing 136 to 115.7. This is another victory for Jake. And Joe Burrow continues to just play lights out for him. But next week he's going to be hurting with no Devontae Adams potentially. And then on to the next game, we have Nick's Yetis versus Demac Flop Servin Jordan. Uh, Nick with another fucking victory here, just plugging along 160.9 to 91.5. And this is now for an unprecedented, unprecedented back to back to back high scores of the week for Nick at 160.9. I, I, I gotta say, I love the two quarterback. Uh, you know, run, having them be the top of your team, but but Nick is proven that running backs can carry you. Uh, I mean, the two-headed monster of Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor is just unreal. Um, and then having uh, Damian Harris in his flex. Yeah, um, and then he has a huge week by Mike Evans. I mean, his position players are outrageous. Uh, his quarterbacks, Tua is, you know, who knows what. He had a really good week this week. And Hurts, everyone is really down on. I'm probably the only person still high on him, uh, as we can talk about when we get to Dynasty. But, uh, you know, both of those quarterbacks, no one thought was going to have that great a year. This year, they're uh, you know, I, not two yet. But this week, he's done good. So it, they, they've really been filling in great. His run, and All of his position players are phenomenal. So I, he's my pick to win it all this year. Um, but, yeah. I think Jalen Hurts is really good for this year. I didn't think he was going to have a bad fantasy season. I just don't think he's their starting quarterback going that, forward long term. Let's let's save the Jalen Hurts talk for Dynasty. Yeah. So uh, let's get I'll, down uh, to the lowest score of the week for back-to-back weeks for the first time all season. And once this, – this was potentially the game of the week this week uh, before – the the scores because of the um the standings but come get some dan versus the guru sean in a dominating double him up victory sean beat dan 143.2 to 71.5 dan's quarterbacks uh, are not looking good right now. He's got Justin Herbert, but it's the same kind of situation with with uh, Jake in, in Dynasty where, you know, he's got Herbert and Mayfield, but Mayfield, who knows what's going to happen. 
Darnold just got benched. So he, yeah, he Dan started. Dan might be falling off here. Darnold and Case Keenum this week—that's that's rough. Yeah, he might be falling off. Talking about Sean though, Sean's another team that I mean he's second right now in the standings. I think he's got a sick team in LOE. Um, yeah, I yeah gotta say probably DK Metcalf and, and Cooper Cup and Michael Pittman is a really good three-headed monster for wide receiver. And that's, you know, he's also got, you know, Callaway, Antonio Brown, Higgins. He's got the number one tight end in Dawson Knox, who's on a bye week, but hopefully he'll be fine with that broken hand. But, I mean, he yeah, Sean's got a really good team also. And so he was I, able to I slide Hunter Henry there. right in there, too, who's been like a four-game uh, touchdown streak, I believe. But he doesn't have the best running backs. Uh, Daryl Henderson and Miles the shit show Sanders he had Najee Harris on bye but yeah I agree with you that's the one weakness and but Trey Sermon everybody just, uh, loved Trey Sermon coming back. in but Running he's back. just been trash and that's the uh week seven recap for the league of enthusiasm uh scores and I had said that uh, my game versus Trey was probably the game of the week after it was all said and done just because it was the closest. But realistically, probably uh, come get some versus the guru going into week seven was the game of the week just because it was the one that was probably most anticipated by, uh, you know, just by their standings. And uh, we got that quick curse update. Tom, how do you feel about it? Uh, it's pretty real, but you know what? Uh, looking at the schedule coming up, uh, four out of the next five weeks, I think I play some of the bottom teams. So hopefully I can right the ship, put myself in a playoff position, and at least make a run at it, if not uh, to somewhat defend. It'd suck to miss the playoffs. But, yeah, curse, I'm feeling it this time. You know, I'm not doing good in the League of Enthusiasm. I'm two and five, but I feel like with – the six teams making the playoffs, I still got a shot. Yeah, you, you just got to make it in. That's all that matters at this point. Yeah, I just got to make that five or six spot. So I would say the unlucky team of the week is kind of more like the unlucky team of the, the year, and that's Dan. He just cannot catch a break when it comes to his quarterbacks, and then on top of it, he's playing a team that just crushed it this week and so i'm gonna go and and say dan you're unlucky this week maybe this whole season but you know there's always next year for you buddy all right on to the mvp race update still in first place we have representing nick's yetis derrick henry with eight votes and 169.3 fantasy points overall but it's close because representing the guru, Cooper Cup, eight votes. But he is falling behind Derrick Henry in the fantasy points overall with only 134.4. Then in third place, not being able to be budged out even though he hasn't played for a couple weeks. Representing your mom loves Black Chubb, Nick Chubb, six votes. 77.8 fantasy points overall. 
I don't know if that matters or not. So to get an MVP vote, it's they have to be the high score for a team that wins. They have to be the high score for their team that week, and then if their team wins that week, they get another one. They get another one. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy because Chubb's missed what last two weeks, and he's still number three. Yeah. It's. I it's, actually think it's worked out pretty well though over the past few years. That's scoring. You think it's a it's a accurate depiction of how things have gone? I guess I don't remember all the past MVPs since it, but it, I feel like it's been good. I don't even think I've ever had a player. I think it's been relatively it, good for the most I think part. It's been pretty good. Because like I I had that first year where we weren't doing it, and I was doing it. I was keeping track of it just to kind of see if it would make sense, and it all it's, did. It's, but then it was the, the quarterback whole... every year, so then we instituted the Aaron Hernandez uh, Quarterback of the Year Award for straight killing it. The, the, when you think about the MVP race in real life, I can't think of any NFL MVPs who were on like a horrible losing team, so I think that's why the extra point if your team wins kind of yeah, makes would some help. sense. Um, I mean, like, I don't know what's an example this year. Uh, I don't know. Someone on some losing team that's just killing it, they're probably not winning MVP. You know? Yeah, like I've got yeah. Aaron Jones with four MVP votes. Yeah. Well, and that's when we get to the Aaron Hernandez quarterback of the year award race for straight killing it. Still in first place. Representing your mom loves Black Chubb. Kyler Murray. With 13 points. In second place, representing Nick's Yetis, Jalen Hurts, with 10 points and 177.1 fantasy points overall. And in number th- uh, three, third place, we have representing the Weapon X Project, Joe Burrow, with also 10 points, but falling behind Jalen Hurts in the overall points, 144 or 149.4. Then now, finally, we will get to predictions for week eight of the League of Enthusiasm. First matchup, we have Nick's Yetis versus the Anti-Dentites. Now, I know we were saying I got to start picking up some victories here in order to get a chance to get to the playoffs, but it is a fucking hard week to start doing that when I'm going up against arguably the best team in the league, Nick's Yetis. I do pick Nick to actually beat me here, unfortunately. Uh, don't count any of my uh, guesses because it, between you guys for the whole season. But I'm taking you, Pat. You're only there projected six points less. There we go. Fuck yeah, let's do it. We can do it. We- I've been I've been kind of <laughs> picking against me as like uh like uh just like a mental thing, you know. So like I can either get the win and it'll fucking hurt my predictions, or I'll get the prediction right. I got to go with yeah, that. I, He's been, what, top scorer three weeks in a row, so... Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with Tom and go with my heart. And uh, I'm going to switch my pick from Nick to me. You're only projected six points less. I mean, I know projections obviously don't mean shit, but still. Oh, wait. He hasn't changed the bye week in his kicker, so that'll probably be another six or seven points. But Yeah, hopefully he picks a bad kicker. <laughs> I'm still picking you, Pat. All right, so next we go to your team, Tommy. The Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks versus the Weapon X Project. Jake versus Tom. I'm winning. He's down Devontae Adams. 
Joe Burrow's pretty scary, but I'm not too afraid of Teddy Bridgewater, even though he hasn't been playing too bad. But uh, I got to go with I got Allen back. I got Mahomes going against the Giants. I'm I'm feeling pretty good this week. I agree with that. I also have picked you to defeat Jake. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick Tom as well. Um, your two quarterbacks are always scary, and with Mahomes having such a bad week, I'd have to assume he's just gonna come out. Looking for blood. Yeah. Then next we have the guru, Sean, versus the Chicago Twisted Maniacs, Brad. Brad is having a terrible season. So I'm going to take him because I'm not going to pick Sean. I know Sean's got Lamar and he's on bye, so that's the only thing I'd be rooting for on Sean's team. I picked Sean without even really even looking at who was on bye this week because Brad's had such a bad unlucky season i just can't pick him to win and brad's got some good pieces it's just yeah he's had some bad luck and just not the depth that he probably needs but i'm going sean i can't pick against sean and loe he's he is perennial comp- competitive team in this league so yeah i believe he does have two championships yeah. In the 11 years, I believe we've been doing it. He's a, I also he's a have two. Really good at redraft in Dynasty, and yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the only league I've been with Sean, he, uh, I think he's made the playoffs once, maybe maybe twice early on, and it's gone downhill. Yeah, I'm apparently a lot better in redraft because I've won four redraft championships across 11 years in three different leagues. Uh, next, we have Come Get Some versus the MacFlop Servant. We have Dan versus Jordan in a battle of what it turns out to be some of the worst teams in the league. Dan started out great and has just been hampered, and I am going with Jordan. Yeah, I got to go with Flop. He's another team that's got some really good pieces, but just not the depth behind it. I mean, between Dak Prescott, uh Kamara, you know, but Travis Kelsey, he just doesn't got the depth behind him. I'll go with Dan just to uh, just to be different and uh, make sure the standings change a little bit after this week. So, and last but certainly not least, your mom loves Black Chubb versus Rob Zombies. Trey versus Rob in a showdown cage match. I, I think uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for Trey in, in this one. Rob just pissed me off last week and <laughs> <laughs> beat my ass. So uh, let's go, Trey. I'm going Trey as Even well. Even though I'd... I think I, I think Rob's got a better. Uh, uh, they're both got really good teams, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going, going Trey. I'm going Trey because I know he's got a bunch of a uh, bunch of players from my dynasty team. I think like four of his first five picks were were my players. So I'll be be rooting for him. I am going to go Rob. So Rob Zombie going to continue the um, the eating spree. Eating motherfuckers up. And now we're going to go to the Dynasty League. Bye, Dan. <laughs> yeah, see you later, Dan. <laughs> and week seven, uh, a mere predictions of what we did for League of Enthusiasm. I once again five and zero, oh, and Al four and one. I still got that one game lead, twenty five and five to twenty four and six. So, 
so yeah, that uh, game of the week I have written down is the Guru versus Johnson's out for Harambe, Sean versus Trey, and that was just because it was the closest game of the week. I have to pull my app up and see what's going on. Oh, I didn't even see uh, Trey only lost by eight, and uh, he didn't have a kicker, so could have been the difference. Yeah, Trey, could have gotten a big win there for yourself. What happens when you don't have all that would have done was help Ryan's pick because Trey doesn't even have his own. So Trey needs to commit to a rebuild like two years ago. That's what I've been saying. He needs to fucking trade Aaron Rodgers, even for like a fucking second round pick at this point, because whoever takes him isn't even going to be able to keep him longer than a year. And it, only so many teams can afford him anyway. So he's either going to – he's going to retire next year and he's going to get nothing. I mean – He's not he, retiring. He needs- I think for how good Rodgers is, even with that contract, that um, he can uh, still get a first-round pick out of it. Uh, for you know, Obviously, it would only be a, a contending team. But um, Ooh, he did take that. He took both of those trades, huh? Which one? Sean in my uh, Yahoo League. I oh, I'm like I don't see any fucking trade. Well, I I traded a second round pick. It's a redraft league where we, uh, we can keep two guys based on where we drafted them for up to two years. And so I traded my second round pick and like a late pick and a seventh or no an eighth for Higgins and Henderson. And then I got back like a seventh, eleventh, and like a fourteenth or something. So Tom, if you had Trey's team, would you just everyone's on the table, or is it because like even like Kamara on seventeen dollars is a is a huge um, savings, I, I, but I, he's I, definitely I would in the back deal, nine. deal with it exactly like how you dealt with it in your first year in this league. You inherited a shit team and you sold every last bit of it you had. Mm-hmm. And rebuild as, and even with late round picks, because I don't care what anyone says, second rounders and third rounders are do have good value. It's just a little bit more of a gamble. I mean, if you could get like I got fucking Kenneth Gainwell in the third round this year, and I think next year he's going to be the starting running back in Philly. Yeah, there I mean, was. If you look back past the last few years, like I want to say Debo was a third round pick. I know AJ Brown was a third round pick. Like when you have some depth in some of these years, and it's also like if you only have you know one third round pick, obviously the odds of that hitting is pretty low. But like if you look at teams like Zach, Zach's had I think the one draft. I don't know if it was this last year or two years ago. He had like half the third round. So obviously he's gonna hit on at least one of them. So it's and then those guys have really low contracts that allow you to build the rest of your team around exactly it's and so i mean i i don't know if i was trey i would take the approach you did and and try as best i can to blow it up Mm -hmm. um i mean i i i could see holding on to elvin kamara and selling off everything else that he possibly could but at this point he doesn't even have much other value you know i mean i don't know i uh, and he gives away his picks so then he it makes it even harder to rebuild which and that's the part that's trey, always bugged me I, but i i love trey and i can tell you right now he knows his shit when it comes to fantasy f- football 
I mean, just look at LOE, look at, you know, any other league he's in. He, he knows what he's doing. It's just, for some reason, he is tentative in this league. Well, he's always Load said up. that that draft picks are just lottery tickets. It's like, well, yeah, that is, but it's also when one of those hits, regardless, it could be the first pick, and unless you're taking some receiver, you know, that's just kind of average. Anytime, if the player, if you draft the player and they're good, they're on a, a better value than what you'd be getting uh, in well, free agency. And, and the other thing against his argue, Trey's argument on that is we're at a point where no one's being dropped into free agency anymore. Exactly. So Which that's what I was saying a few years ago. And that was the whole point that that's, that's what I've said since day one in this league is the first five years of the league, I'm going to be hitting free agency hard because it's all going to be trying to equal out from that very first draft we did mm-hmm. where we had no idea really what people should be valued at. And, you know, after so many years, it starts to even out and people have guys on better contracts than they did in that first few years. So now we're in what year eight of the league. Free agency is not what it was in year one, two, three and four. It's just not. And it's not going to be. So you need to start working towards draft picks. And that's why I say even seconds and thirds have value. Yeah, I mean, and. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm one to trade away all my picks a lot of the time, but you know, well, I've noticed you, you typically, when you're trading away picks, it's most of the time during the season when you kind of know what you need and, and you can see that you actually have a good team that you're going to be competing. Like I was telling him before that I'm never going to trade away my own first round pick unless I have a good team and I'm already like. I'm not. I'm never gonna trade my pick to make the playoffs. I'm only gonna do it when I know I'm gonna make the playoffs and I want to increase my chances of doing well during the playoffs. Because anything can yeah. happen. Like you can be like, "Oh, I'm this player away," but then all of a sudden, the season starts. You have a couple bad injuries and your team's trash. All of a sudden, you gave up, you know, a top two or three pick for something that might not be worth much. Um. But yeah, game of the week, guru. Uh, I think Sean now he's he is turning his team around. I've been bugging him the past few weeks to trade me Dak Prescott back. He won't budge. He's sending me crazy offers uh, <laughs> that are just way insane. Which I was surprised so last I, year I when you did do. do that trade. I get that you're trying to try to compete for that, you know, for last season and stuff. But like to give up. Um, because I think you gave up. I know it was DK, or no, you got DK. I got, I got. But DK then you gave Metcalf up picks or something Antonio too. Antonio Gibson, and and Gibson at the time, no one knew who he was, and now he's like a top twelve back, and everyone knows who he is. So at the time, I was really high on that guy, and going back to Kenneth Gainwell, him and Antonio Gibson. That was a really good college, draft pick. They went to the same fucking college, Antonio. They went to Memphis. Antonio Gibson fucking rode the bench behind Kenneth Gainwell yeah. when Kenneth Gainwell was a year younger than him, and then got Kenneth Gainwell got injured, which gave time to Gibson, mm-hmm. and Gibson got himself drafted into the NFL because of how well he did. But I knew when I was going to draft uh, Gainwell, I mean, I was just praying that he fell to me, and he did, thankfully. But I was like, dude, this guy, 
you know, he made Gibson ride the bench in college. Like, that's how good yeah. this guy is. I think and, the difference between uh, those two, though, like, I've had this this conversation with Michael about Michael Carter and Javante Williams because um, Pat's brought up that, you know, Carter was just as good, if not better, in college and they were teammates and stuff. But, like, looking at Javante Williams and Antonio Gibson, like, they're 30, 40 pounds bigger than the other dude. And if they're doing similar type things at just a much more dramatic size, that teams are going to value that. Which, not saying that Carter and Gainwell aren't good, it's just I can understand the mindset of if you can have someone with those movement skills at 230 pounds rather than 200 pounds, that... Oh, I mean, I'm happy to have them both. Oh, yeah, no, it's... but Well, yeah, going back to that Dak trade, I mean, I... I felt like I had to move Dak after he injured himself uh, to have any shot at winning last year because it was kind of that thing where I knew I was a playoff team and I was definitely good shot to repeat as champion. So, But I wasn't going to win if I kept Dak and was starting whoever, Matt Ryan or whoever was my third, you know, third QB. Which that's so the... I had, I had to do something and Sean gave me a pretty damn good offer where I was getting two awesome position players and a pick and I think I gave him a pick too but I think I it was really I think you might have got some late stuff but I, I want to say that you sent him the first round pick which I was kind of surprised like even with Dak getting hurt to me just what I what I perceive the value of quarterbacks is that I thought that you kind of undersold yourself um but I get like that's the thing that you have to to weigh it's it's a dynasty league so it's how much do I want Dak for you know, the next four or five years, or how much do I want to try to win right now? Yeah, well, and the way I look at it is if you win one year, then you're paid off for the next 10. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm always trying to win. I've won three now. So, really, I don't, I'm paid up for the next 30 years in this league. So, which, yeah, I'm, that's uh, why I'm kind of surprised that you're like, if you have but, if you haven't won, I can see pushing for a, a win now. But you could have just been like, "Well, I won the last, you know, two or whatever, and you had the one before." You yeah, know, but just I, take a I, year I, off, and then also I think has a window. Like I, my window is closing in the next two to three years. Here, I don't know if you had so, a Mahomes if you had I'm, the Mahomes Dak combo for the next six seven years, then that window's going to be pretty open, especially the way that you can maneuver. But like, I all your also other didn't trades. know. At the before that trade was made, Dak didn't have this fucking contract. He had just gotten injured. There was a lot of questions at the time where you yeah. didn't know if he if Jerry Jones was going to commit to him. And if you remember, the media was all over that, saying, you know, on Jerry Jones's side, saying they shouldn't keep Dak. But that was coming right off that injury too. And yeah, that injury looked and, bad. That I I was surprised that he was able to come back as strong as it did. But. So that's th- those are all the factors that came into my head. It was like it was just timing. So good yeah. on Sean, but I also think I made out in that trade too. I mean, I'm still super competitive, and I have got some great pieces out of that too. So uh-huh. speaking of uh, making out like a bandit, look who scored over a hundred points for three straight weeks in a row in week seven. Yours truly, the little Jerry's. I know that's I not really. I thought you had a chance, Pat. I was like, Alex Collins is about to have a fucking two touchdown game. I know that's Pat's what I was gonna, worried about. Gonna beat. <laughs> I was fucking hoping so bad, but yeah, I did lose 122.4 to 103.6 to your reigning defending champion. Never nudes. 
And uh, you picked up a big win last week, Tom, 133.9 to 115.3. All right, I need to I need to talk about my game a little bit. This is why I I I I called you this morning, Pat. One, and I've been saying this to about Jake for years now. He needs to get more aggressive. He it needs to happen. His conservative uh, team running is like. Really In his defense, he has point. gotten pretty aggressive the last two years. Well, so what I was getting at was he was aggressive with that Baker trade, which was great. I was so happy for him. And now he's looking at that like, fuck, if Baker's like done for the year with this whole shoulder thing, like then it's going to make him become conservative again. Well, I know and- he's already pretty much adamant that he's not going to trade my 2023 20- first round pick which i can't yeah. necessarily 100 percent blame him uh, well, i'm probably locked to be a I, top three getting this is where i was getting, get, is where I was getting at is fucking case keenum was sitting out there for nothing on, and he's still he, out there he did the try to get him on wednesday i don't i assume he knows that he, saturday they also run because that's when i picked up my waiver wire pickups for the week well, of keenum was yeah. thursday night though so oh yeah keenum was a thursday night play so he didn't well, miss out and, on the wednesday waiver he had texted me and uh, uh on wednesday okay, so asking make, okay, about well, it then, then everything i'm saying is wrong then because everything i'm saying about the whole reason i brought this up was because he didn't pick up keenum even with Keenum, I think he would have lost by, like, one point to me, which would have been heartbreaking. But just the fact that he, like, rolled over and gave up, I was like, dude, you should have just picked up Keenum. Yeah. Like, uh, how, how did you not? And well, Jason Hill is, isn't even worth rostering right now. It's very uh, possible he would have beaten you. In fact, he would have beaten you if he would have just traded me my first-round pick back and gotten uh, either of the quarterbacks I started in Derek Carr <laughs> or Carson Wentz. And I offered him both of those trades and he had said there's no way that he's trading me back my 2023 first which once again i agree but yeah i wouldn't be trading your pick uh but i mean like i'm also willing i've got now trays and my 23 second so those are looking pretty well like they could be one or two or one two or three or something like that so i mean like it's not like I'm, i'm not against trading those to move up or for him to move down yeah, I don't know. I think that first round pick in twenty three of yours is gonna be. It's only gonna be going up because, not that you can't improve your team in the off season, but not having first round picks gonna be much more difficult to do so. And yeah, but Pat's loaded with those late round picks, so if he hits on one or two of them, I mean, Pat's got some some pieces. He I'm just, good at drafting you know. in the late part of the drafts too, because yeah. I've I've gotten some gems. Like I turned hurts into a first and a second and i don't think the guy's even going to start past this year but if you look at the the needs on pat's teams it's it's quarterbacks and running backs which are typically anything like you might be able to find a, a late running back but those are typically going in the first round so that's why i'm skeptical well and jake did snipe me round. jake did snipe me on the uh, elijah mitchell which i was going to take yeah before we move on from my game, I'll have to give my Jalen Hurts defense here that I was saying earlier. Yeah, let's hear it. That team has three first-round picks next year, and I think a one or two seconds also. They have so many holes, and this is going to be 
my Bears truther moment. The Bears fucked up by not drafting offensive linemen every single year that Mitch Trubisky was here. Yep. Now we're fucking sitting here. Everyone's like, oh, we got Justin Fields. It's going to be awesome. But you got no offensive line. Guess what the fuck happens? He gets wrecked because they have no offensive line whatsoever. This is the exact same thing with Jalen Hurts. Their, Their offensive line is one of the worst in the league. They've got great position players in the in running back, wide receiver, and even tight end, but their offensive line trash. Their defense, worst defense in the league. If they pull this shit like the Bears did, if they're as dumb as the Bears are, where they're not going to address these needs and instead replace the quarterback, then it's just going to happen again to them, just like it did to the Bears. Yeah. So I, I think. Jalen Hurts has put up 20-plus points in every single game this year. He's in LOE in in the running for the Aaron Hernandez Award. I mean, I think he maybe not for the next decade be their starting quarterback, but he will definitely be there next year and probably the next five years if they realize the issues that they have. I mean, everyone's like, oh, Jalen Hurts is always running all the time. He's always looking at his first read and running. That's because he's got dudes breathing down his back because his offensive line doesn't give him more than two seconds. I mean, I'm, that team that team has so many holes that there's unless they're just completely incompetent and decide to spend one of those high value picks on a quarterback, it's going to be the same issue that the Bears had. I mean, I I'm I'm someone who thinks the Bears should have kept Trubisky and they because they could have got him on no. a pride cheap deal and no. built around him, but they didn't. And now they're going to be hurting for it. And, and just like Trubisky, in two years, everyone's going to be saying, get Justin Fields the fuck out of there, when that's not even the issue. The issue is all the holes around the rest of the roster. I think the biggest issue is is Nagy. Because when you're – I've never in the, what, five years he's been here, I've never – what's the identity of the Bears? And, yeah, their lines – it's terrible pass blocking, but, like, they've been a good running team and stuff. And it's – if you – Look at the times when Justin Fields looks good. It's they've been able to establish a run and actually play off of that. And I, I just think Nagy's just bringing down. I, I still don't think Mitch would have been a great quarterback, but he wouldn't have looked as awful. And I think Fields, you know, I took him first overall in the rookie draft, so I think he's going to be good. But it's a matter of getting Nagy out of there, getting a coach that can actually get the best out of the the skill position guys to take less pressure off the offensive line and stuff like that and you know I, I he agree. thinks that like I think his his play calling is awful but it I, I I have said since the day, first day of being a football fan in my life like offensive line is the most important part of any football team oh 100 percent I and I think if you have a if you have a completely uh, just a stacked offensive line it can help every aspect of your team because it's going to give You'll be able to throw any running back behind it. They'll be good. Your quarterback has time to actually let the receivers get open. You know, he's not running for his life like you're saying. And then if you can actually consistently move the ball, it takes pressure off your defense so they're not on the field all the time. That's why I think the Lions could be potentially uh, a much different team in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, as Sewell gotten better because i know he, he's gotten he a lot looked, better since he moved he to the looked, left side of the uh the field. yeah he looked a little shaky for a while because well, so. he's playing he's playing his natural spot now yeah. instead of right tackle where they were trying to slot him in because they already have a good left tackle but when he went down 
they move Sewell back over to the left. So we'll see what happens, but I hope that they just figure out a way to keep him on the left side. Yeah, well, I with like the that coach for for them, I love I love Campbell. with the the Eagles line though. If you think about it, I I don't know if it's as necessarily not that they haven't invested in it because they have one of the best right tackles, they have one of the best centers. Um, they've that, that invested right first. Just came back. That right was Lane Johnson, right? He was out yeah. for more than half the season, I think, for personal issues. Yeah, like uh, mental health issues. But then they, I know they used a first round pick on a left tackle a couple years ago. He hasn't really panned out. And then I want to say one of their Pro Bowl guards got hurt right before the season. That might have been last year, but like it's not a to me. It's not as if they haven't invested in it. It just hasn't worked out. I, I hope that you're wrong with Jalen Hurts, obviously, since I traded him away and he's got a super cheap contract. And if he does play a starting quarterback role over the next uh, three to five years, then it, it'll be a mistake on my part. But we'll see what happens long term. Well, I, I think long term I'm reason, good. The other reason I made the move at the time, I, I, I could have gotten more out of Ryan. He, he was contemplating uh, like sending me more because I was questioning it. And then I watched one fucking highlight video of Hertz and I was like, okay, I'm sold. And yeah. Uh, end up pushing the accept button on that trade. But I was thinking about it and it's like Trey's pick is going to be number three, possibly number four. I need a quarterback like immediately. Yeah. And he's putting up 20 points every single fucking game. Uh, so I, I was thinking, and the quarterback draft class this year isn't looking good. So I was saying, if this can give me a Band-Aid for at least this year and hopefully longer, then I've got Trey's pick next year, which I think Trey's team's going to be worse next year than it is this year. Yeah, um, which the, I think my team's going to be better next year. The quarterback and, class being bad definitely helps you out because well, you could justify you wouldn't have got that, a pick. That was my logic behind it, and that's really that's all I need to say about about that trade, but it's just – my logic behind it was that was mm-hmm. I need this quarterback now, and and well, I think that helps uh, your chances of Hurts being the long term guy as well. Because yeah, they they're gonna have three first round picks, but if the quarterback class is bad, unless you know they fall in love with some guy, which I wouldn't rule out. The only thing that you'd have to worry about is are they gonna be the one of the teams that goes after like Watson or Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or something? Because if they have all those picks, they would probably be the front runners for. But if they go after Watson, they're probably sending Hurts back to Houston. So I would agree with that. still have a starting job out of it. Yeah. I, I've i thought the floor for Hurts is going to be he'll at least, his worst case is he'll be a journeyman starter for a few years. So he'll at least be on the field so you can justify, you know, making that deal. But the upside's and, obviously clear where, you know, he could be a franchise quarterback on the cheapest contract that you can have. And, and then the, uh, the other thing is too is if if I do win this year, it's all worth it. Oh, hundred percent. And then a quick overview, real quick, of the remaining games for Week Seven. Uh, the Fug Offs lost to Make Juju Great Again. That's Rob losing to Mark, one hundred and twenty point one to one hundred and four point nine. Zach, up, Rob. Zach fucking destroyed Ryan this week. The Green Bastards versus Little Lebowski Urban Achievers, 125.7 to 89.9. I guess it's not as big of a margin as uh, in some weeks we have had here. And then uh, finally, a game we already talked about, uh, Sean defeating Trey, the Guru, versus Johnson's out for Harambe, 103.5 to 95.6. 
I thought it was just an overall kind of a blah fantasy weekend. I think, uh, you know, what was it, six teams on by or something like that, so that definitely has a big effect on it. But, but yeah, you know, high, high score was 133 for Tom, so it's – Nothing crazy. Like I think I average more than that for the year, so it's a very low week. And I felt like I had actually a pretty bad week at one thirty-three. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Mahomes has an average game, you're in the one fifty. So. All right, and then we have the uh, waiver wire pickups. We already kind of talked about them when I mentioned that I picked up Robert or uh, Ronald Jones and Julio Jones, the Jones brothers, for relatively uh, small amounts of money. I think it was fifteen total combined dollars that I paid for for those guys. Maybe even less than that. Yeah, it was four and nine, so it'd be ten and five for next year. So. All right, so yeah, so fifteen bucks going into next year on Julio Jones and Ronald Jones. Uh, I'm down with that to be honest. Like, even if 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 I end up trading those guys. It, Julio Jones isn't dead and gone. Like he's just not having a great yeah, beginning th- of the year. I thought about going after Julio just because of his, you know, if I can get him for ten bucks or whatever and keep him next year, that's obviously a huge discount. But he's just been playing so bad and he's been just on and off injured the last two years that I couldn't justify like who I, who would I cut to make room for him and stuff, which is weird that I would not cut Cordero Patterson to make room for Julio Jones. Well, Cordero well, Patterson the point yeah, lights out. That is, that's weird thinking now, but <laughs> it makes sense. Um, and, and I think Julio's kind of just a decoy on that team. I mean, he helps open it up for Derrick Henry, who's having the best season of his career. Maybe this year. Is, you know, I could see Julio I, Jones doing more next year on that team. Yeah, well, how old is he now? Early 30s? He's got. I would say he's got another couple years. He's definitely got. Like he's. I wouldn't say he's done by any means, but like he. Yeah, he's thirty-two. He'll be thirty-three next year. He's even if he loses a step, which he probably has. Like he's still at six four, two twenty, or some shit. Like he'll be a big target. So um, he could transition to what AJ Green's doing in Arizona, which AJ Green's having a fucking like career resurgence in Arizona this year. Yeah, he's been super solid. I'm in a different league and it's definitely helped my strategy of going very late with receivers, so. And then there were no trades uh last last week in uh this league. Um haven't been a ton of trades all season. There was uh, a few the past couple weeks. I know me and Tom have made a couple of trades uh this year and in- involving kind of the same guy. Yeah, pass around my Kevin. I I still didn't understand that time when you, I I understood it the first trade where you're like I want to get younger and cheaper, but then you gave up more to get him back. Uh, it depends. Uh, early on, I was really, really high, and I'm still really high on Elijah Moore. Oh yeah. Uh, there was all this stuff that came out of him where all all these receivers were like, dude, this kid's the real deal. Uh-huh. And I was like, I okay, do I like get, Elijah Moore. Don't get me wrong. I can get younger, but it turns out the issue isn't Elijah Moore. It's Zach Wilson, who I was pretty high on, but that's just a cursed fucking team when it comes to the QB yeah. like the Bears are. Um, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, is he done for the year? On, no, I what? think they said two to four weeks for Zach Wilson. So, but 
Yeah, he's one. Well, they who, just made a they just made a trade too. They just picked up uh, Joe Flacco. Yeah, but that's because their backup is, is some garbage. undrafted rookie something. Whatever. No, no, he's not even a rookie. I think this is like his fourth year in the league. Oh, all I know, Flacco yeah, it's some kind of no a name guy to get for Wilson for Wilson to communicate with. You know. Yeah, to, I don't understand why they didn't have a veteran to begin with. Like, I know that there was rumors of them trading for Foles and stuff, which. If Ryan Pace turned down any sort of a deal to get rid of Foles, just to get rid of that contract, like, I don't know why he wouldn't have done that. Because, yeah, you can't have – because I think it was they went into the season where none of their quarterbacks had thrown an NFL pass, which I don't know how you can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, so uh, let's get to the predictions for the Dynasty League for Week 8. Uh, let's start off with – your team, your guys' game, actually. Oh, this one's pretty easy. I'm picking Tom. <laughs> I got. I had thought about this when I was doing um uh the practice squad call ups and stuff because I I had purposely dropped Zach Ertz to get Tommy Tremble because he's eligible because I was going to be pulling up Hollywood and Jalen Waddle, so I needed someone to put down and um you know Ertz is you know he's doing good which is you know good for him and stuff but like. Um, if he's not going to be a guy you're going to start. Like, but when I did it, I noticed that uh, Waller and Andrews are both on bye this week. So I'm like, well, I'm just not going to have a tight end. So I'm like, well, shit, do I change that? Keep Waddle down so I can start Tremble, at least have someone. And then I'm like, well, if the Ravens are on bye, I'm not going to have a kicker. I'm not going to get rid of Tucker just for a one-week fill-in. Yeah, there's, it makes no and sense. And then I'm not going to have Lamar. Him. So I have to start Fields, who, Matt, again, Matt Nagy's just ruining Fields. So it's like don't don't make these moves just for one week it's a long season i already have seven wins all i need is probably four more and i'm in the playoffs so you're welcome tom you get the win so i'm i'm uh picking myself also but uh this you know this is my last hard matchup for a while i think just like loe the next five out of the next six weeks i think i play trey twice sean twice Pat once and and maybe Ryan. Well, that'll be a loss for you, Tom, because I'm going to be on the up and up. So I I think, you know, I've had a rough couple of weeks here where I lost, I think, two of the last three games. Um, But I think I'm about to go on a tear where I win like four or five in a row. I don't know, man. My acquisition of Alex Collins a couple weeks ago is going to all of a sudden turn right the ship for me. I'm going to get my first victory this week. Oh, I'm all you, by the you, way also taking you, Tom. You want a you want a first rounder for him? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I tri- made that trade. I, I mean, like I'd probably just take a second for him. But yeah, if you, you have. If you want to give me a first, I'll take it. Yeah, it says <laughs> it says four of your remaining teams. You have two against Trey, one Sean, and then one Pat. So that four wins, just from those, assuming you win those weeks, you should be in the playoffs then. So. Um, I think mine's somewhat similar. Like I got you, but I got Sean, Ryan, and Trey and Pat. So yeah, I got four of the bottom three teams. So yeah. Um, so so where we stand on my game versus Ryan, which is two of the worst teams in the league playing against each other. If Ryan wins, I don't know what he's doing. 
Like, well, I, I, yeah, I'm picking you, Pat, because you, even if your team's in last, you're still starting a fucking lineup. Ryan is intentionally trying to tank, which he so. said he wouldn't do, but I'm glad he is because it's the smart thing to do. Like, there's no reason. It is there's the no smartest incentive thing to for do. him to. There's no incentive for him he, to win. He is really just a running back and a QB away from having one of the top teams. Those are really the only. Like, he needs one of each of them, and he's got a really good fucking team. So, really, he just needs to trade away. I mean, if he drafts guys I think he needs, this year that end up being good, yeah. He needs two quarterbacks. But, but well, if... A, Ryan, a holler if you hear me. I got Wentz available even for if, a first-round Even pick. if Tua improves, I don't think Tua gets to that level to where you're like, all right, these are my two studs. Like, Tua's, to me, if he's not a... You know, if he doesn't turn out to be a bust, he's the third. He's who your third quarterback should be. He well, I agree with you, but he traded him for him to be one of those two guys. Yeah. So Al, who so you that, taking, Ryan or me? Oh, I'm taking you. Oh yeah, yeah, we're all taking me. It's the lock of the week. All right. <laughs> uh, then, uh, quick predictions of these last three games. Pretty uh, all easy, in my opinion. I've got Jake defeating Sean and probably what could be the the game of the week. Yeah, that was... I've got Sean winning that. If, uh, if I'm not picking if Sean. Jake, <laughs> I, 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 if, if Sean's starting Dak and... and I do I, have Jake I would, winning. I, I would take Dak over, over uh, Justin Herbert, and I would take Ryan Tannehill over Taylor Heineke. Right there, I think. I think Sean's got a good chance to win this week, assuming he doesn't roll it over. And yeah, I don't know. I gotta go. With, I gotta go with Jake. I still think Sean's a year away. He so with you saying Rob and uh, Trady to blow it up, I would agree with those. I think Sean's the one bad team that uh, should hold um, should hold the course because he's got. I believe his own pick, and I think Pat's pick next year. So if he can get two yeah. running backs with that, then he's got a playoff team, in my opinion, because he's got I, solid quarterbacks, yeah. you know, good receivers. He's just a couple running backs away. Yeah, I think Sean's right there to be like the next team to to really uh, contend with like that third, fourth seed in the playoffs next year. Like be him, Mark. Uh, I think it'll be a, a, like a toss up between him, Mark, and you, Tom, because I think next year uh, uh, Zach's team gets even that much better, and he's already like number number two in my opinion in the league right now behind Al. I'd still take my team as number two personally, uh, just because I think I have more depth. But uh, his team has outscored me so far throughout the year by I think like forty points or something. Um, I really like Zach Sam a lot. I, yeah, I, I do too. I think he's a, a running back and a receiver away. I think I've got depth on him at both those positions, and his quarterbacks are just insane, and that's what's been carrying him. Mm-hmm. So we all agreed uh, that Zach's going to defeat Rob this week? Yeah. Yeah. Rob needs to blow it up. And then last but certainly not least, make Juju great again versus Harambe's out for – or Johnson's out for Harambe. We've got Trey versus Mark. I've got Mark pretty pretty easily defeating Trey. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think Mark's team, it's really fucking good and it's deep, but he's had come across some controversy with the quarterbacks here recently. If Trevor Lawrence isn't going to step up and uh, and he's got 
what's his name from the Jets that we were just talking Zach about Wilson. in his crack, Zach Wilson. I mean, Sam Darnold just got benched. Stafford and Roethlisberger. Stafford's great. Roethlisberger ain't going to carry it for him. I and think he's gonna be going to be going. Yeah. Mark, I got be... Derek Carr and or Carson Wentz available. Well, he's a team that could that should trade for Derek Carr. And, and you know. I think he I might rather... be able to do, if he really wants to push for it, he'd be the person I'd say to go after for Rodgers. Because if he can just send back. Um, yeah. I wouldn't give up either of the rookies for him because that's looking way too short term. But, like, throw, you know, either multiple seconds and thirds in Roethlisberger or, um, you know, Roethlisberger in the first maybe should be able to get the job done. Because I don't know, like, because none of the bad teams are going to be trading for Rodgers. So, and I'm not going to be trading for a quarterback. I mean, Um, I might trade for Rodgers if he wants to do some sort of a swap. Like. I, I tried to. You like, you like Kellen Mond? You like Kellen Mond, Trey? You can look towards the future. I'll trade him to you for a guy I named trade Aaron. Matt Ryan in a second round pick for him, and he declined it. Wait, what was it? Matt Ryan in a second for who? For Aaron Rodgers, and he declined it. Well, Matt Ryan's got the same contract. He's even more expensive, isn't he? Well, and that yeah. was part of the reason why, like, me and Tom had some preliminary talks about a quarterback, but I'm not willing to take a second-round pick for Derek Carr or uh, Carson Wentz. I'd rather go with those guys going forward. I think you can get a first-round pick for Carr. I would not one that's going to be projected top three maybe, but um, I think there's there's too many question marks with Wentz. For, I think Wentz has looked some... fucking great. He's been better than I thought, but there's still just the the narrative around him. It'd be tough for some, you know, I wouldn't give him a first-round pick because he's someone that can lose a starting job in a year or two, and it's not going to pan out. I don't think he is going to lose a starting job. I think It's not as if he's crushing it, too. So I don't think he's done bad at all. I think he's done really good, and he is really young still, and like two years ago was an MVP. Like pretty that, much. That, that I don't know. Isn't I'll he thirty already? No, he's like he's in his like twenties. We'll see about that. I think he's like twenty eight. That's what know. I think. I think he's twenty eight. Car, car. I think dude, thirty one. Jared Goff's only twenty eight or twenty six. I want to say Goff was because they're the same draft, but I think Goff is like twenty six. So once turns um twenty nine at the end of the year. Oh, okay. So whoop de do. Uh, I can a quarterbacks play till they're like thirty five now. That's that's like another, and, and if we're gonna go conservatively, I got him for another three years. Yeah, I, and I, I feel like he's only gonna get better in that Indiana, uh, Indianapolis uh, offense. I uh, don't think David Carr is worth a first, and that's why I. Well, I I don't think David Carr is either. First. Derek Carr definitely I, worth a first. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Derek Carr, I don't think it's worth a first, which is why I traded him away for a first. Um, but uh, I think I got a second too, right? Was it a first and a second for him? Yeah, I, well, I think he's great. I, I think so, he's. Yeah. I think he is good. I think I he's think gonna. He's, I think he's really good. But if he was, if he was twenty-seven, I probably would not have made that trade. But the fact that I think he's thirty, thirty or thirty-one, I was like, ah, oh, well. I'll take a guy that I could potentially have for 15 years over a guy that I can have for three to four. Yeah. So that's that's where I thought I was. That's why I don't think he's worth the first. Do you remember what pick that was? 
I don't. I might have already moved it for. You might have uh, already traded it back to me. <laughs> I might have already. Well, because I, I do. I did get back my first or my second and Trey's second in 2023, which I'm really happy I have those. And then I and then I on top of it have Jake's and uh, Tom's 2023 second round picks. So I've got two projected high and two projected low second round picks, which I'm happy about. Plus, I got another third round pick in 2023. Got a couple of second round picks next year. Like we're just loading up on picks again, and then uh, I don't know. I'm glad these picks are finally starting to uh, increase pretty dramatically in value. I feel like considering what those top running backs were getting swapped for, because before it was three first round picks for if you're one of those top three to five guys, and then I think. Camaro, what was a first and a second or something like that so the fact that the value of of picks is getting getting up Kamara, quite a bit Camaro got traded to me for antonio gibson plus you got uh, picks. He, yeah and a second i think i got Kamara in a second for antonio gibson and that was the same thing though where ryan was trying to get younger and get picks so and he's high on gibson like i am i i didn't want to give away gibson well, Kamara is um, fucking awesome. So yeah. it's just a matter of once they can figure out the yeah. Winston issue. Well, I probably I probably should have should have kept Kamara, but I was uh in a I I got one of Trey's picks in in return, which is for next year, and I think that's going to be top two pick and mm-hmm. hopefully a lot better class. So I'll, I'll tell you what, fucking Mark cursed me, man. He uh. Picking Jonathan Taylor over over me, I I should have picked Joe Burrow instead of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but I needed a running back. Uh-huh. But I was so fucking high on Jonathan Taylor, and every time Mark and I have played since that that draft, Taylor's Jonathan killed Taylor's you. Taylor's gotten like fucking twenty plus points, and yeah. like it, I wanted Taylor so bad, and the whole time I was trying to play it off like Clyde was the guy I wanted. I mean, yeah. No, I uh, so I'm I'm happy with Taylor. I got him in my keeper league. I got him seventh overall, so that was pretty. I was pretty jacked for that. Nice. So, so uh, anyway. that's it with this week's super size edition of uh, the Sportsy Show. Yeah, we're pushing uh, an hour and a half. Uh it's an hour and six minutes. Oh, shit. so far, but yeah. Until next week, fuck off. Uh, I got shit to do.